Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money podcast. It is Tuesday, September 7th. It's the day after Labor Day. For many people, that could mean that your kids are finally back in school. So it's like a hallelujah happy dance, Mark, right? Oh, yeah. This is the big week for us. Uh, Theo officially starts his school this week. Oh, my. How could he be in school? He's like, he's too young, no? What's he doing? Yeah, Preschool. It's like quasi daycare slash preschool. Okay. Two days a week. All right. Only two days a week. All right. That's kind of hard though, but whatever. You got your childcare things taken care of. And now that Mark and I are fully remote when it comes to our audio work, I mean, it is a relief to some extent that I'm not making you schlep up to the broadcast center, right? Uh, It certainly helps. Yeah. How long did that take you? Uh, No, the commute wasn't bad. It's only like on the subway, half hour. Okay. So an hour of your life. Assuming the trains were running on time and everything was good, yeah. Mark used to work at CBS News. That's where I met him. And the first thing we did together was in the at the end of 2009, he was working in the radio division. I was asked to do a year-end wrap-up after the horrible financial crisis and the Great Recession. And Mark was assigned as my producer, and we liked working together. And then um, I really just convinced the guy who was running the radio division that we should launch a weekend radio show. And then, Mark, what happened? Did I go and ask you or did Harvey ask you? I don't actually remember, but I'm guessing you must have asked me if I was interested. And he said yes. And the beginning of our beautiful relationship all the way back to 2009. So we're very happy to be talking about money with you. And we're happy that we get to answer your financial questions. All you need to do is send us those questions. The email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com. And if you're on our website, jillonmoney.com, you can hit the contact button. We are going to talk to um, uh, somebody who's very interested in discussing her parents' financial situation. We've had a few of these lately, Mark, so I I like this. So we're going to do that right after this. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Listener Vanessa, who's on the line from Pittsburgh. Hello, Vanessa. How are you? Well, thank you so much for taking my call. I love you guys. I listen to both of your podcasts all the time. So uh, I knew when I came across this situation that you would be the people that I want to to ask the question of. So my parents are a little bit older. They are 71 and 73 years old. Both are retired. Um, we I'm one of, of three girls. So uh, one sister handles the medical stuff. One sister is the executor of all this stuff. And I, and I help my parents with their financial stuff. We all have our assigned roles. I love so it. I recently went with my mom to meet with her financial planner that she's been working with at the local bank. He seems like a really nice guy. Um, and based on his conversation with my mom initially, he um, put her into some annuities. Now, the initial conversation was she did not want to lose any money. She does not have the stomach for the stock market. 
you know, she, she puts money in CDs or she puts money in her savings accounts. And then, of course, these annuities that she has. So one of these annuities is coming up for renewal. And I'm just wondering if there's something better that we can put her in that, um, or, or maybe keep her in the annuity. I don't know, uh, mm-hmm. you know what her best approach would be. But she did receive the paperwork that said that um, if she renews it, that she would be getting 1%. Yeek. That's not good. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your parents. You said they're retired. Are they um, receiving Social Security right now? Yeah. So my dad has a pension and uh, they're both getting social security. And truthfully, that has been enough money to fund their monthly expenses. So this money that she has in the annuity um, is really just money that she's keeping eventually, I don't know, for us to inherit or for her grandkids to inherit. Let's see how good a job you are at the chief financial officer of her, of their lives. And then you'll see if you'll inherit it. You know, like she might say, you did a lousy job, you're out. No, I'm just kidding. So what? how much money are we talking about right now between your parents? Break it down. What money is in savings? What's in CDs? And what's in the annuities? They have about um, $50,000 in cash between their savings account and their checking account. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, my dad gets his pension and they get their social security checks. And this money has just been basically accumulating because- it more than pays for their monthly expenses. So mm-hmm. they've just been keeping that in the savings. They have an IRA annuity um, through Nationwide that has about $20,000 in it. And that's a different situation that if we have time. Maybe you can help me with that one too. Mm-hmm. But the one that she has through principal is just a straight up annuity. And it has $41,350 in it. Okay. And is there any money in CDs right now or not? I don't think she has any money in CDs, but she does have money in a regular IRA that she got through the bank, which is making 0.02% interest. And Mm. that has about $7,000 in it. And is that the only retirement asset that they have besides there's an IRA annuity, there's an IRA account. Is there an old 401k, a 403b, anything else that's out there? No, nothing like that. How is this financial advisor paid by commission or by a fee? I don't know how he's paid. He says he works for the bank and it's a mm-hmm. service that the bank is providing to their customers, okay. which is how my mom you know, got in with him. He's probably getting paid a commission on what he sells. And right. I, that's why he likes the annuity world. And the annuity that, that she has, this non-qualified principal annuity, is it a fixed account? In other words, you said that she'd only be getting 1% if she renewed. So it's a fixed annuity. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Is there anything else that they have purchased through him? Yeah. So they, they have the nationwide, the IRA annuity mm-hmm. that they purchased through him. And he also sold them a variable universal life insurance for $50,000, which oh I, my God. I don't know exactly what that is, but it, it includes you. a long-term care benefit and a 4% death benefit. Mm. And they made that lump sum. They just popped it in there, right? Yeah. Okay. So let me like peel back the onion. Big picture, this guy's not a financial advisor. He's a salesman at a bank. And and for everyone listening, it doesn't necessarily mean these people are bad people, but their structure is crap. It is crap. And the reason is that he is incented to sell you 
sell you or your parents. Um, he's incented to sell product with commissions. And it is an old-fashioned way of doing business. It's not the best way to do it anymore. So the first thing that I would tell you is that your parents don't have a financial advisor. There's a salesperson. And every time there's a possible sale that takes place, you should be involved in this. Like this is very smart for you to be involved. So now, Getting to the big picture and, and going down from the big picture to your actual question, because they have social security and pensions and enough to pay their way, they probably never needed this fix, the, the variable universal life policy, which is essentially, it's a life insurance policy with a component that allows you to invest. That's the variable part. And oddly enough, considering that your mother is actually very risk averse, this was a terrible product for her terrible because there's a ton of risk in these products and they're very expensive. So if I were starting over, let me start with this big premise, which is, are you ready to take over the management of these assets now? You, Vanessa, can you do this? Yes. Mm. The only thing that I'm a little nervous about is, is just she loses money. No, <laughs> she's, not gonna, she's not going to lose money. Don't worry about okay. that. We're going to make it easy for her because okay. she's going to keep the savings account at the bank. She's going to have her 50 grand. So right now there are two IRA accounts, okay? Mm-hmm. There is the IRA that's with the $7,000 as the IRA annuity. Do you happen to know how long ago that she bought that nationwide annuity? Um, from what I understand, I don't know exactly how long ago she did it, but she can terminate it without any. No. So, so there's no. OK, so there's no fee for getting out of it because we've already passed the period by which yeah. they would charge a fee. OK. Do you manage your own mom money? Your own mom. Do you manage your own money? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I, I use Vanguard. Perfect. OK, here's what you're going to do. You're going to open up an account at Vanguard for your mom. You're going to open up an IRA account. And you are going to, the so the two assets that are going to flow into that, and Vanguard will walk you through it. It will be the nationwide IRA annuity and the old IRA that's getting, you know, bupkis, two-tenths of a percent. So that $27,000 is going to be in, it's going to be called Mom's Vanguard IRA. And, you know, because she really does not want to have a lot of risk, maybe she'd have a tiny bit. I don't know if she'd be willing to say like, eh, you know, I'll put, 20% in, but you can, you can just have a kind of very, very low risk short-term bond fund and intermediate bond fund for like 80% of the money and 20% you could throw into a stock market index. If you, if you could say to her, like, would you be willing to have 20% risk? You should have that conversation with her first. Otherwise just put it all in safe stuff and don't look back. You're done. That's fine. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. So the non-qualified annuity that's coming due is a little more problematic. The money that went into that annuity is her cost basis. Any interest that has been credited to that account would increase her cost basis. When the money comes out, the difference between the total amount of money that comes out and the cost basis is taxable income to your parents. 
and I'm not saying you shouldn't get out of it because you should, there's no reason to keep this, but um, before you do it, you want to ask the advisor and you can even, you know, this is actually a normal question to ask. Just say like, Hey, what's our tax liability if we want to take the money out? Because we may want to take the money out and like fix up our house or something. Just, you know, you can very plainly say, what is the tax liability? You want to know that. And then you want to make sure you have the money set aside so you can pay taxes next year. So again, money that you have in an annuity, it is protected. But when it's non-qualified, as soon as it comes out of that annuity environment, any of the money that has accumulated is ordinary income to your folks. Okay. No big deal though. So now let's just, I'm going to like ignore the tax. So let's say that that comes out and now there's $90,000 in savings. Okay. Um, What level of savings do you think mom feels comfortable with? Um, I think she likes having that 50,000. So the, but the other 40, not such a big deal, right? Yeah. They own their own home. They do. And is there a mortgage outstanding? Nope. Any other debt, car loan, anything like that? No. So there's two things that you can do. One is that you can just open up a CD for that extra $40,000 to give her an extra level of comfort. And the other thing you could do is that, you know, you could, and you can shop around for that. You don't have to do it at this bank. You could, not a problem if they have a good rate, but you can go to depositaccounts.com and just pop it into a longer, but I would do a longer term CD because they keep accumulating cash. Otherwise, you could open up a Vanguard, not, you know, a brokerage account for your folks and then say, well, you know, we can have cash in here or we can make it a low risk thing. But if they feel comfortable with it at the bank, I don't think that's a problem. I think the fixed variable universal life is going to be more problematic, you you know, because that may be subject to a surrender period. Do you know when they bought that one? Right around the same time. So it's been at least five years, I would say. Okay. And the reason I ask this is that variable universal life tends to have a very long surrender period, Mm -hmm. meaning that there's often a fee associated with these policies for not just five years. It can be seven, 10, sometimes 12 years. So we should find out how much of a percentage fee you would get to get out of that thing. And also we'd want to find out you know, is there some comfort that your parents have in having this universal life insurance policy? Probably it's helpful to them, but I don't even see that they need like a long-term care option because they have, you know, they've got money. What happens to the pension? Well, if your father dropped dead tomorrow, would your mom get some portion of his pension? Yes. Yes. And I she mean, would get, I, they would do some kind of thing with social security too. Yeah. His yeah. Social security is more, so. Yep. Yeah. I mean, so I, I don't know. They, they probably never needed this policy at all, but I don't want to blow out of it until we find out like, what are the fees associated and what's the tax liability? I mean, again, if it gives them great comfort, the, there is a certain amount of sunk cost. Is it also, is it a principal or a nationwide product? John Hancock? I used to love variable universal life insurance when I was a young advisor. Why? Because the capital gains rate was the exact same as the ordinary income tax rate. So that when you put money into these policies, it was sheltered from taxation from a really long for a really long time. And you could pop in. We used them actually as supplemental retirement funding. But when the capital gains rate dropped down dramatically, the use of a variable universal life insurance policy really was different. Like you couldn't use them anymore. And I was kind of screwed because we, you know, as a young advisor, I was like, oh no, we have these old policies. So we started transferring people out of them because they didn't make sense anymore. 
Because again, the money you make in these things, you know, obviously if it, if they die with it, then the death benefit is not taxable. But if you're using it for an investment, the money you're earning, the accumulation is not at a capital gains rate. It's at ordinary income rate. And that's a drag. And, and right now, capital gains rate is much lower than ordinary income for everyone. So all that being said, I don't want to go nuts with this if if we are going to have whacking, you know, getting uh, whacked with fees. But I really would like you to save yourself the anxiety of going to talk to a commission-based broker who's going to keep selling you stuff because that's just what they do. Your folks have done a great thing. They worked their whole lives. They did what they were supposed to do. They saved. They had money in the bank. And these bank piranhas came after them. And they couch it in the form of we have this financial advisor and this is not a fiduciary. This is not a certified financial planner who has to put your needs first. This is somebody who, who I think probably at his core wants to do right, but only has a limited number of tools that he's allowed to use. You know, I always say it's, it's sort of like saying I'm going into a Honda dealership and I say, what's the best car for me? And amazingly, they're always going to say some Honda. It's not as if that person at the Honda dealership is going to say, you know what, Jill, you really should go to Toyota. They got a better car for you for what you're describing. That doesn't happen. And it's the same thing with these kinds of brokers. They don't tell you that there are other ways that you can do the things that you say you want to do. And so that's what makes me angry about it. It's unnecessary. I think you're a wonderful daughter for doing this and taking this on because I know it's a bit fraught. But if there is anything, like if I can talk to your mom about this to make it a little bit easier, if she's freaking out, I'm happy to do that as well. Could I ask another quick question? Sure. So if she continues with the annuity from principal with the $41,000 in it, and they're guaranteeing her the 1%, if I can't find a CD that offers a better rate than that, should she just stay in the annuity? Would there be a problem with doing that? Is there something hidden that I don't see? Probably, because what's happening with that annuity is that there's also a fee inside of it that's eating up the money that they're guaranteeing you by the cost of the annuity itself. Vanessa from Pittsburgh, is there anything else that we can help you out with? Wow. Uh, No, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Like I said, I'm feeling a little bit of pressure. I don't want to do the wrong thing. (laughs) You're not going to do the wrong thing. You're not going to do the wrong thing. It's going to be okay. And if you have an issue going forward, you get back in touch with us. Okay. Okay. Will do. Thanks so much, Mark. Thanks, Jill. All right. Uh, If you, like Vanessa, would like to come on the program with us, all you need to do is send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com and tell us what your question is and then say you want to come on the air and Mark will do the rest. Now, sometimes Mark will send you the wrong date that we're going to be recording, which he has done now a couple of times because we keep recording into the future. You don't know what day it is, Mark, do you? Or a month. You don't know what day, what month, anything. Uh, And I can relate to that. It's like when we were living in London. We both lived in London at different times. And you'd look up at the the, uh, bureau and they all are on East Coast time because it's, you know, an East Coast broadcast. And you'd never know what freaking time it was. I I have never been so screwed up on my um, internal clock as when I lived in London. Okay. You don't have to worry about that. All you need to do is get in touch with us. Let us know how we can help you out. Please do something nice for someone else today and maintain this mantra here at Eye on Money. Curiosity, compassion, community. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you on Thursday. 
If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts.